magic lamp. Wonder what happens when I rub it. You have awakened me. I shall grant you three wishes. My first wish is for economic development. My second wish is to save hours of travel time. And my third wish is to create safer roads. You could have just wished for bus rapid transit and gotten all these things with one wish. Make all your transit wishes come true. Learn more about bus rapid transit at indigo.net slash bus dash rapid dash transit. Hello, my name is Nigel Hammer right over there with a special guest on the hotline. He is the president of the Fraternal Order of Police Lodge 86. Friend of our program, Rick Snyder, joins us. So, Rick, talk to me about this lunatic that was ramming police cars over the weekend. Because from what I'm hearing, one, this is a repeat offender, and two, this guy's out already. There's no way this wow. guy could be out already. Do you have any updates on that? Yeah, guys, it turns out that we had a uh, repeat violent offender uh, that is alleged to have uh, rammed a police vehicle that was occupied by an officer during a traffic stop. He didn't just ram the car once, not twice, but three consecutive times before he was able to be apprehended. And when the officers made the apprehension, they were able to determine and find out that this guy was actually out on bond for previously Uh, ramming three separate police uh, vehicles earlier this year. It gets worse yet. He has two prior offenses uh, for similar actions as well and is believed to have been uh, responsible for ramming eight different police vehicles in four separate incidents. Now, this arrest was made. Uh, The uh, offender was charged with uh, multiple felony counts, was placed into the Marion County jails, and within a, a matter of just a few hours, was cycled right back out into our neighborhoods, um, and released even while in violation of the bond for the prior arrest. Our police officers were shocked that he even got a bond for the prior arrest to begin with. You may remember that was an incident that resulted in officers having to discharge their police weapons in an attempt to, to uh, save their lives and stop the deadly threat that he was posing. And still yet, he got a low bond and was placed back out onto the streets. So this incident proves exactly what we've been saying for four years, which is no one is reviewing the probable cause statements. No one is reviewing the details of the facts as they relate to the incident involved. And no one is checking criminal history before offenders are are placed into the jail and then released right back out into our neighborhoods. Okay, so who is it the judge? Should the judge have reviewed this? Is it the prosecutor? How who who are we blaming here, guys? It's the court. So here's the deal. We have got to go back to a 24-hour review process. We used to have this. It was called the Adult Processing Center. And when somebody was arrested, they would immediately go before a judge, a human being, who would review their criminal history, review the probable cause for the latest incident, and make a determination on bond. It requires a judge, a prosecutor, and a public defender to be in the room. The court system moved away from that process. It's now all done by a computer. So literally, the highest charge is inputted into a computer. The computer spits out a bond amount. If that person can pay it, they're released before they ever appear before a human being judge. This is what we have been saying. And remember, guys, the judges said we were not being truthful about this. Yet when our officer, Tommy Mangan, was shot in the throat last year, he when he was shot in the throat, Uh, They said that that person who was out on parole and should have never been out was released because of a one letter 
typo in which the computer system did not catch it. So which is it? Uh, I think this proves it. I think it shows what we're talking about. And now officers have to have to risk their lives again to ever bring this suspect back into custody. And God only knows what will happen then. So in your opinion, Rick, is this a matter of somebody being lazy or is this somebody being incompetent? No, guys, it's all intentional. The system has been destabilized by design by the very stakeholders in the criminal justice system. This is what we have been saying. Folks who have been had their minds minds corrupted by this woke ideology that somehow uh, we need to decriminalize the criminals and de-police the police, and somehow that would be a utopia in our communities. This is what's responsible for major cities across this country being completely hijacked by repeat violent offenders, all while our taxpaying residents are being victimized repeatedly. Wait a minute, Rick. I, I heard Joe Hogsett say on one of his election commercials that he wants to hire more police. And I'm like, I hear that, and I think... Well, you have to have enough people that want to work for you to do that. I yeah, mean, the same. The reason, go ahead. The reason why you need to hire more cops is because you can't keep enough cops. <laughs> That's why you have a 300 officer plus shortage in the city of Indianapolis. They are fleeing and heading for the exits. They're getting out of the capital city because they see that our capital city is swirling the drain. We are going down, folks. And again, when you have the last 10 days, you have 36 people shot, three people stabbed, 11 people killed. Out of all of those, eight of those victims were eight juveniles that were shot with four juveniles killed, setting an all-time record for the number of juvenile homicides in our city in our 200-year history. Things are not going well, and they're not improving. They're not getting better, and something has to change. We're chatting with Rick Snyder, president of the Fraternal Order of Police, Lodge 86. So, Rick, tomorrow there is an election. Mayor is on the line for the city of Indianapolis. The FOP chose not to endorse either candidate in this race. Now, in the past, the FOP had supported Joe Hogsett. But this election, you chose to not just support, to not support Joe Hogsett, but also to not endorse his challenger, Jefferson Shreve. Why? Because neither candidate has earned the support of law enforcement professionals. I hate to tell it and be the bearer of bad news, but it's a coin toss, folks. I mean, either both of them have proven to you that ni- neither one of them has the complete package of what is needed here. That is why your police officers have said there is no way we can publicly support either one of these candidates. People say, what should we do then? We should have done something back in these primaries when we had other candidates eligible for this. And by the way, we should have done something when we had an opportunity to fix our prosecutor, and that did not occur. There are very big challenges that lie ahead for the city of Indianapolis. I keep saying this. The problem is not at the state house. It's in our Marion County courthouse, and it's in City Hall, and we've got to do something to address that. If local residents aren't able to overcome those challenges to do it themselves, we are forced to go to the state house to seek third-party assistance on this and help from our state leaders. Rick, one of the things that we see all the time on social media and people ask us all the time, why did the FOP support Joe Hawk said in the past, but now they're not doing it? 
because he earned it the last two times, especially over his competitors at the time as well. Again, this proves to people. See, I said it to you before. When we endorse a Republican, people say we're Demo- we're, uh, we're Republican yeah. right-wing extremists. When we support a Democrat, they say that uh, we don't support Republicans and all we care about are union issues. I think what this shows is we give a fair and impartial review every step of the way. But there was one thing that significantly changed from the last two endorsements, guys. And that was the riots in 2020. I've said it again and again. Our officers have not forgotten that. There needs to be a reckoning for that. There are still hundreds, hundreds, and thousands of 911 phone calls that have never been released and and many, many hours of police radio traffic that's never been released. If that ever happens, you'll get a better, fuller picture of what actually took place. And it still begs the question, who gave the order for our officers to stand down? Rick, you uh, have been really great to our program. And as you know, we support law enforcement on this show. You have a really cool um, fundraiser coming up. It's the Shop with the Cop program. Tell us about it. Yes, we've been doing the Shop with the Cop for many years through our Indianapolis FOP. We have one of the largest Shop with the Cop events in the country uh, when you compare us to other cities on a per capita basis. And we are able to assist annually over 250 families throughout our city. We take we have uniformed officers that are able to take children shopping. They spend the day together. It's way more than about the gifts and the clothes and all those things. It's about the relationships that we build. And quite frankly, guys, we uh, utilize as our, our, our largest uh, model of that event is our, is our fallen officer, Breanne Lee. And under the Be Like Bree, Bree program, uh, we encourage people to uh, help support the Shop with the Cop program. She was a big uh, participant in that. Uh, she was well known for her outreach to youth in our community, and we're on track to do that again this year. But uh, we get our help. We don't ask for individual donations, so if any individual gets asked for that, that's not us. We do seek support from our business community, and we have been receiving that. But we do have folks that say, I still want to help support it. We say, if you want to do that, do that on your own. You can go to the Central Indiana Police Foundation website, which is CIPF.foundation, and you can make a donation and restrict it to the Be Like Bree program for Shop with a Cop. More than that, we're going to want applicants, families that are in need that want to have their child go with the officer. Uh, you can make those applications to the Indianapolis FOP, and we will be uh, hosting that event on December the 9th of this year, and we're looking forward to it. Well, Rick, tell your officers, keep it up. Absolutely. You know, the city's got their back, and uh, we appreciate your time. Yeah, guys, and I encourage everybody to go to my Twitter, at RickFOP86, and see the latest video on this latest incident that occurred where we send a message to our courts. You got it. Thank you.